Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. And we are brought to you by Bet Online, which is your number one spot for all the sports action this season. They've got football, basketball, hockey. They've got boxing, UFC, even those Vegas casino games. And you got to check out their newly updated website. They have tons of great odds, lines, and props. And we got a deal for you. If you go sign up today, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAVE. That is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And bet online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Wednesday to you. Well, Al Pacino here to kick us off. You ever hear Al Pacino do that? Chris is beside himself. You ever no, hear, Al, hear him do that? I have. It's just, just you're just on one today. In the pre-show, you were on one. You're on one to start the day. It's just it's gonna be a fun show today. I'm having a grand old time, and we're doing NFC New Year's resolutions today. Yes, and which should a, a quick, be a blast. Should be fun. A quick programming note because I I teed up earlier in the week what we were doing for the rest of the week. We have one uh, scheduling change. So Levy Grail was supposed to take place over the next two days. We're going to co- condense that, put it all on Friday. Uh, Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl going to join the show tomorrow to talk with ball with, with you guys ahead of uh, the Senior Bowl at the end Thursday's of the month. Thursday's going to be a big day. Into, into February. So, yeah, Thursday is going to be a big day because Thursday. the three of us are doing the first live mock draft for the 2022 cycle. I'm hosting. These Circle two are alternating. The wagons. They're making the picks. Should be a lot of fun. So that's going to be on both the Twitter and the YouTube page uh, tomorrow night is where you can find that. Okay, New Year's resolutions, guys. You guys got your list ready to go? You ready to do this? I do. Yes. Okay, same rules as last time. We're going to alternate who goes first. We're going to go in the order in which these teams are picking in uh, the NFL draft or where they would be picking in the case of Seattle and Chicago. They don't have their picks, but we're going to go in that order anyway. So we start with the team that has the number two overall pick. Uh, Kyle, we we will let you kick us off here. Uh, The Detroit Lions are the first team we are giving a New Year's resolution to for 2022. Hashtag draft good players. You're working with a blank slate. You you got a pretty good offensive line nucleus built up, uh, looking like they got a couple of hits. Uh, from this past offseason and some new blood. And I would look to to just allocate good talent. I'm not worried about a quarterback. I'm not forcing anything. I'm just drafting the best player available at every spot on the board. I have written down in all capital letters with an exclamation point, build. And it really kind of just ties together with what Kyle said there. You've got a little something going here. I mean, the Lions have been very competitive this year. I think they're 1-6-1 one, and one in one-score games. And yep. you're doing that without a stable roster with a new coaching staff. And let's face it, below average quarterback play. And so continue to build this thing up and get yourself to the point where you can go and get that quarterback and know that the rest of your situation is stable. So just build. You guys are in a decent spot right now. Uh, the New York Giants and New Year's resolutions, guys, we're trying to put a positive spin on things. Are we? Well, it sounds yeah, like we're not. We're Sounds not. like you're setting me up for to be a little negative. Oh, I just Joseph. didn't know that this was the Levy Grail. Like this is about what they need to do, and that doesn't necessarily need to be positive. Okay, so the New York Giants then. Preach. And I, so here's the thing: I 
I'm not doing anything predictive here. This is what I think they should do. Their New Year's resolution should be a complete reset at head coach and general manager. I've seen all I need to see of Joe Judge and, of course, David Gettleman. Get new leadership and take this team in a new direction. I had written down, flush the toilet. <laughs> I, think that, I think that matches. I think that matches what Joe was that's saying. That's exactly what I'm talking about because every time that they have made a head coaching change during this whole shebang that they've been in, right? You had Jerry Reese and hired Ben McAdoo after Tom Coughlin. And then McAdoo was fired under the direction of Jerry Reese. And then Dave Gettleman's brought in and Pat Shermer is hired. And for two years, Pat Shermer is the coach. And then two years later, he is fired. And Joe Judge is hired as the head coach. And now you're going to hire a new GM and keep Joe Judge? No, I don't think so. You know, this thing, going back to the analogy that was made, and it was was funny because we were talking about the Jaguars uh, last week. But somebody on Twitter was like, is this talking about the Giants? Don't change your pants and not change your underwear. Right? Like this team is broken, big time broken. They are minus 143 points in point differential. They have scored 251 points this season. It's mm. no bueno. We need to change everything. And that starts at the top and comes all the way down. The Carolina Panthers, uh, the next team up for you, Kyle, to start the New Year's resolution for the Carolina Panthers. Draft Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett ends up being. QB1, and you want to give your head coach a reasonable chance to succeed. You know, Matt Rule has the familiarity that's there with him. And I know drafting Kenny Pickett, the proposal of drafting Kenny Pickett with what's going to be a probably just kind of looking at strength of schedule, they're probably going to be locked into the sixth overall pick, depending on what happens with the teams in front of them that are four and 12 right now. That might make some head spin, but especially with how much they've invested at quarterback otherwise, where it's like $90 million and three draft picks into Cam, who you got rid of in the first place, Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like, I get it. It's not ideal. But you got to get this thing right with how much you've been swinging the bat. And, you know, you're not going to know what your program builder is capable of building if you're constantly churning and, and continuously wasting assets to get a quarterback. I like it, Kyle. I have written down, develop an actual plan for your offense. And... The hard part is they've got to get three things right. They got to get the coordinator, they got to get the co- the the quarterback, and they got to get the offensive line. And so with with so much that you need to figure out, you know, you just you're not going to be able to get it all done this offseason. So make your priorities and develop a plan here. Don't just get pre- Teddy Bridgewater and then dump him aside, eat all that dead cap space. Make a trade for Sam Darnold kind of blindly. Apply that fifth-year option. Bring in Cam. Give him, like, way too much money. Like, stop with all this nonsense. Let's have a real plan on this offense. And it may not all come together next year, but over the next couple seasons, you got to check those boxes. Uh, Intrigued to what you guys have to say about this next team, the Seattle Seahawks. I have uh, down gain clarity on your direction. And this kind of dates back to what we talked about with the Levy Grail, whether that's keeping Russ or not keeping Russ, or if you're satisfied with Pete Carroll and where he's taking this team. And even in terms of general manager, like gain clarity and commit to something because I, I worry that they're going to keep trying to band-aid this thing up and they're going to be mediocre for a while. Yeah. I had pick a side 
and that is the Schneider Carroll side or the Russell Wilson side. And I agree wholeheartedly with Joe. Uh, this the tenure of everybody who's been there has been phenomenal. They they've had nine winning seasons in the last ten years with Russ or whatever it is, or eight and nine seasons, whatever that number is. And you won a Super Bowl, you played another one, you've been highly competitive. That's very rare in the NFL. But you know, we have to be honest that this chapter of the organization needs to be over and we need to turn a page. Doesn't have to be everything, but we gotta pick a side here. Chicago Bears. Kyle. Uh, I have down find the best hire for Justin Fields. You have a very physically talented quarterback, somebody who we thought very highly of. And um, all season long, it kind of just felt like Matt Nagy and him didn't mesh. And I think if you're going to give Justin Fields an honest chance to succeed, you've got to make every consideration with him in mind when hiring your next coach and what kind of offensive structure they're going to offer. I've written down nail the coaching hire. Um, echoing Kyle's thoughts there, you got to get the right guy for Justin Fields. And it's interesting that the uh, the Jim Harbaugh rumors are heating up in yeah. TDN's own Brian Perez seems to be a pretty big fan of the idea. So it should be a fun coaching search for the Chicago Bears. The Washington football team, Joseph. I've got down, figure out your defense. And I know the quarterback thing is going to be popular there, but this team has a defensive-minded head coach and a ton of talent on defense. And this defense was bad when Chase Young was healthy. And so you got to figure out what's going on here because you're giving up too much and you have too much talent and too much coaching acumen for this defense to be this bad. I agree with everything Joe said, but I I did jokingly write down reinforce the guardrails. <laughs> I I jokingly wrote down nail the uh, the the rebrand logo and rebrand. So yeah, um, two that's, years in the that's making, less man. than a month. Right, less than a month. I cannot wait. Yeah. All right, Kyle. What do you got for the Atlanta Falcons? Um, get some playmakers on defense is what I have down. Uh, AJ Terrell's been good. Grady Jarrett's obviously been good for a while. Deion Jones is a dynamic linebacker. Uh, but you play in a division that's got Tom Brady and Sean Payton and the skill players that Carolina has at their disposal. If they ever figure out the quarterbacks, like you got a lot of offensive firepower in this division and you need more defensively to be able to compete. I know the offensive line wasn't particularly good. I know they kind of made their bed and have committed to Matt Ryan for a little while. But um, for me to be a more complete and competitive team that can push for a playoff spot, I think you need a little bit more firepower on defense. I've got the trenches written down, and Kyle's right about the defense. They need more there, especially for the type of defense they want to run with Dean Pease and got some explosive linebackers and Deion Jones mm -hmm. and uh, I can't say his name, Alakum, the other guy who's really dynamic. But, yeah, they got to be covered up, right? You got to have you got to have a legit nose. You need to have legit gap control st style players, and they really don't have that. And then offensively, like to their credit, they've tried with the offensive line. I mean, that thing is littered with you know, first round picks and in day two picks. But you got to be honest about what you have at right tackle and McGarry and, you know, Jalen Mayfield, his rookie season has been a total adventure. And, you know, are you satisfied? 
with Matt Hennessy at center. So get the trenches right and give yourself a damn chance. Minnesota Vikings, Joe. Minnesota Vikings. And this goes back to what I said about the Giants. This is what I think they need to do. I think this is a team that is completely stale in the direction that they're in. They're destined for seven, eight, nine wins a year. I'm asking for a reset at GM and head coach. They're stuck. They're absolutely stuck in mediocrity right now. I had down uh, commit to a head coaching change. I agree. Um, you look at the last one, pretty much the entire Zimmer era, right? They were 7-9, 11-5, improvement. Uh, dealt with some injury issues, Teddy Bridgewater, so they, they trade for Sam Bradford 2016. They go 8-8. Eight eight. Okay, then you bounce back Case Keenum, you're 13-3. Since then, 8-7-1, 10-6, 7-9, It's just it, it feels like that plateau has been hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, not necessarily dissimilar to what we saw with the Atlanta Falcons when they made their Super Bowl run, uh, fell up just short in in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and then uh, Dan Quinn's team kind of plateaued and flatlined. And I think Minnesota runs the risk of of being in that same spot. So I agree. The New sorry, I had completely lost where I was oh, on the Tankathon man. page. The New Orleans like Saints, the Saints are the next team up. Yeah, the Saints are the next team up. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Retain Jameis Winston to serve Ooh. as your starting quarterback. Uh, I I look at the quarterback market and I understand um, there's going to be potential upgrade opportunities, but I don't feel like New Orleans with their cap situation has a lot of firepower to make that thing work. They don't have a ton of extra draft assets at their disposal. They're going to be picking in the middle of the round. So all of those things add up if I'm New Orleans. And sometimes the quote-unquote devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And I think Jameis Winston showed some really good promise there early on this season. And if I were them, I would try and be making sure we run that back. I have done figure out how you're going to get this cap right. They're again, slated to be $62 million over this off season. And how many years are we going to do this? How are you really going to build a consistent winner when you have no consistency with your cap space to truly maintain what you have and build? So like enough with this garbage, they got to get this cap, right? Philadelphia Eagles, Joseph. Yes. Yeah, is a tough one. I put down, you got to focus on the draft here and maximizing those assets, right? You got three first round picks. You certainly achieved more than I think most people thought you would this year. And, you know, for a while, people were very critical of Nick Sirianni and wondered if he could really be a head coach in the NFL. I don't think anybody can be anything but impressed by the job he's done and the wins that they've had. And you need to hit on those draft picks that you have to continue adding to your football team and building around Jalen Hurts and seeing seeing what the ceiling is for this nucleus. I went off the board a little bit. Uh, my resolution was trade out of one of your three first-round picks. It's a good opportunity with this much assets and a class that's this deep to really kick the can down the road and continue to make sure that you have a lot of flexibility, a lot of extra assets to work with going forward. And, you know, they're currently slated to pick 14, 19, and 21. If you trade completely out of 19 and get into the 30s, are you really going to be hurting? Genuine question. So 
for me, I think this is a great opportunity for them to stockpile in addition to nailing uh, what they have, like Joe said. The San Francisco 49ers, the next team up. Try to move Jimmy G early in the offseason. I know there's a lot of quarterbacks that we're anticipating that could be on the move. If I'm San Francisco, I don't want to wait around and then be stuck in a situation where I have the number three overall pick who I'm clearly going to be transitioning to have him on the roster and have the draft come and go. And I haven't moved him. And then you got to sit here and play the game where everybody's going to lowball you because they're going to know you're going to want to get that salary off the books. In my opinion, I would rather move Jimmy G early and maybe not get 120% on the upcharge to move a quarterback than hold him late and have to sell him for 75%. I've got written down groom Trey Lance. I mean, this is going to be your guy. You gave up heaven and earth to get this player. He's the future of your franchise. Get him ready. And so from a X's and O's perspective, from a game planning perspective to understanding how defenses are going to play him and how you're going to deploy him, this offseason's got to be all about Trey Lance and getting him ready to be the starter. The Dallas Cowboys, Joseph. Yeah, I've got, I've got written down the draft. You know, um, they're limited in, in cap space. It's going to be tight. Um, they're probably going to lose some players. They lost players last year. But the what really has sparked the resurgence of the Dallas Cowboys has been their young players like Trayvon Diggs and like Micah Parsons' recent draft picks making a big-time difference and see how you can continue that because you're not really going to have other opportunities to add to your football team outside of the draft. So the draft is going to help you find talent because you're probably not going to be able to sign it, but also help with your salary cap situation because you need more contributing players that come at lower cap hits. Can we take a moment and appreciate how good of a season Dalton Schultz has had at tight end for them? As a stud. 75 receptions, 787 yards, and six touchdowns. Is Joe to your point? Yeah. Yeah. This is a free agent. This is a player who's not under contract next year. Michael Gallup's not under contract next year. If I'm Dallas, I'm looking to the draft. I understand, you know, you want to continue to add to the defense uh, and add more complimentary pieces there to, that are going to give. Dan Quinn, an opportunity to continue to try and run whatever it is that he wants to run, whether it's what he's traditionally ran, more of what they, they've kind of blended into this year, whatever that may be. But I think part of what makes Dallas such a headache is they roll like six deep in offensive weapons. And I would be looking at this draft as a really good opportunity to draft a Sam Laporta in the exact same range that you drafted Dalton Schultz. And, you know, you might take a bump back this year but you can develop him into a really good receiving tight end. They've drafted and developed him very well. And making sure you have that 11 personnel, that number three wide receiver, when Michael Gallup's been healthy, has there been a better number three target in an NFL passing offense? I'm sure you could probably think of a couple off the top of your head, but it's a top-tier wide receiver trio with Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Gallup's going to go get paid. I don't care that he he tore his knee up. He's probably going to get $15 a year. If yeah. Kenny Galladay got 18 last year, Gallup's a better player. Right. So don't neglect your complimentary offensive weapons that you're probably going to lose in free agency. The next team up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Is it me? It's me. Yeah, it's, it's you. you. It's you. Yeah, you just finished, and you go again. Yeah. Build up your uh, offensive cast for Tom. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. See you later. Uh, we got Ryan Jensen's an expiring contract on the offensive line. I think you've already got an upgradable spot at the other guard spot opposite Ali Marpet regardless. So don't put yourself in a position where the skill players fall off because that's part of what so much reinvigorated Tom when he got there. Make sure that you, your identity remains your identity and the roster identity that Tampa Bay had was that they were really good in a lot of different spots offensively and they just needed the quarterback to bring it all together. I've got written down, make the right decisions on who to keep. The whole thing this year was that they were able to run it back. I don't think that's going to happen next year. And this is a pretty daunting list of expiring contracts. Chris Godwin, Jason Pierre-Paul, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, Rob Gronkowski, Ndamukong Su, Leonard Fournette. I don't think you're keeping them all. And so you need to figure out which ones are the right ones to continue. Jordan Whitehead as well, important safety for them. Figure out who you need to, to... Commit to and who you can let go. The Los Angeles Rams, Joe. So they've committed to, I have written down developmental starters in the draft. Another team that's going to have a hard time finding answers in free agency. And I know that they're willing to make trades, but they've really depleted what they have in draft capital. And so identify players that are worthwhile developmental options for your football team that can actually become something. And so they're going to have to make, they're going to have to hit on picks later in the draft. And I think the best way they can do that is identify guys that maybe don't have it all together, but they have the traits that if you can get your hands on them and develop, you can get really good return on those investments. Can we just appreciate that? Uh, according to Tankathon, the Rams are currently scheduled to pick 101, 139, 171, 212, 213, 214, 232, and 248. And of those picks, 101, 139, 212, 213, and 214 are comp picks. <laughs> they have committed to a brand. They have right. committed to a brand. You got to find steals, to right? Quote, to quote the less Sneed coffee mug, F them picks, Right. <laughs> They have leaned completely into it. What I would like to see them do, if they get the opportunity, is be opportunistic in the draft. Joe talked about finding picks uh, and hitting on picks, but you've got two picks in the top 150 and none in the top 100. If you get a player that falls that you like, I would be willing to say, F them picks, bundle a bunch <laughs> of them together, and go get one guy. If you feel like there's one guy that can help your team next year in 2022, be aggressive, trade up into the top 75, top 50 if it needs be, tap into your future assets if you have to, and go get a guy. And we'll see if they win the Super Bowl this year. I, I think it's worth acknowledging uh, they've lost four games this year. They lost to Arizona in week four. They lost against Tennessee, who's the one seed in the AFC. They lost at San Francisco, who's a divisional rival, who's con consistently giving them fits. And they lost at Green Bay. Those are the games they've lost this year. They've got a pretty good resume for strength of, of defeat. And uh, I, I'm going to like their chances. I know they uh, continue to kind of be Jekyll and Hyde, but if they can turn it on here and really get into a groove here in the playoffs, I, I like their chances. The Green Bay Packers are the last team for us to talk about here on the we show. We didn't do today. the Cardinals. You skipped the Cardinals. Unbelievable. 
Wow. You're right. My Cardinals Montel is furious. They were they were in 24. I skipped them a long time ago. I'm surprised we just noticed now. I, I, no, I I kind of like did a double take when you went to Dallas. But sorry. I please do Arizona. I digress. Do yeah, whatever. Build up your secondary. Get get outside corners. I know you like Marco Wilson. I know you got Buda Baker in that secondary. Like, go build up some outside corners. You lost Pat Pete, and I know he's fallen off a little bit. He's gotten a little older. But uh, I think there's a big opportunity there in that division to make sure you have all the horses you need. I've got develop your ability to run the football with running backs. I Ooh, think that's a really like critical really critical part of, of the evolution of that team. Um, you need Kyler to run it, and obviously he's a dynamic throwing the football, but – I think for your offense to be everything that it can, having a run game that you can rely on to really get Kyler on the move and not ask him to really be a straight drop back guy, I think is really critical. Okay, now you can do the Green Bay Packers. Go ahead, Joe. Convince Aaron Rodgers to stay. Yes. Write Aaron Rodgers a love letter every day <laughs> until yeah. he commits to come back. Point blank period. The end. <laughs> The end of today's show. Hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Draft Dudes. As Chris said, Jim Nagy going to be on the horn with us tomorrow. So plan accordingly. Going to talk about the Senior Bowl. Looking forward to that. Look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Kyle Krabs, Joe and Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.